Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, Ike? Do this. Oh, yeah. Back at it. Cup final review. Oh, my God. Gosh. I wanted to so bad to record a podcast last night, like post-match to really, so you guys could really feel the excitement as I'm sure all of you are feeling right after the match and right now as an Ike fan. Ike Zidas, how we doing out there? Cheers. Cheers to the Dabluji. Mm. Sipping on some frappe this afternoon to kind of get those juices flowing, kind of get the memory jogging. Over what a cup final we saw yesterday. Not much of entertainment, but I know we were on the edge of our seats during the whole entire match. Uh, Gosh, where to even begin? So let's take it from the beginning, all right? I was sitting there, you know, because it was such a long break between the end of the the Protaflima or the, the league season as opposed to this cup final you know we had about 10 days and then over and over listening to the greek media listening to all the ike outlets back home in greece uh talk about how we haven't done a double in 45 years and then even before that i mean we this is the third double 1938 1978 and 2023 um just the of that historic event happening again really hit me and I was so excited for this match I have to say for a number of cup finals now you know I talked about it briefly a little bit in the last podcast in most of the cup finals that we've been to especially in recent history I have kind of been the underdog a little bit uh maybe in 17-18 because we were the champions we were a little bit favorites I don't know but most of the time, we were either going up against a very tough, scrappy Balk team and a Balk team that was doing well in the league, or we're going up against Olympiacos, which Olympiacos, for lack of a better word, over the past 25-plus years has always been kind of a notch above everyone else in most seasons, not all. Um, so you've always kind of gone into it as a Nike fan thinking, okay, we're the underdogs. This was a little bit different. This was You knew there was a very, very good chance that we would end up taking this cup final, winning it, and then winning the domestic double for the first time in a very long time. Uh, so that was kind of hitting me at the beginning of, of this match. Um, the good thing is, is that I, I feel Almeida really put that into the culture of the team, uh, really pumped it into his players that you could achieve something historic, something that is going to go down in the history books for Ike. And I think he really pushed that through the entire organization. Um, So the players were really feeling it, really wanting it. Even though going into this match, Ike were playing with house money. I mean, come on now. Even if we would have lost, yeah, it would have been devastating for for two reasons. Uh, Another missed opportunity in history and the opponent that we're playing. That would have been the fourth straight cup final against Bauk that we would have lost. So we would have had to hear all the chirping from all the Pakistanis out there in Thessaloniki going crazy, talking about how they own us, 
talking about how blah, 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 running their mouths, Luchescu running his little mouth. Uh, but other than that, I mean, we, we still would have been league champions. So it would have not have been that devastating. It would have sucked, but not that devastating. Um, so going into it like this, I went into it also with house money as a fan and thinking if we win, it'll be great. Just complete, you know, euphoria. If we lose, depending on how we lose. It's not going to be that bad. Um, well, I'm sure like all of you, it was a really big gut punch when Rota got that silly red card. And it was silly. I mean, uh, you know, um, you just wanted to pull your hair out. I wanted to throw something at the TV. My wife was sitting on the couch next to me. She doesn't know much about football. She's trying to get into the sport more and more since we've been married. Uh, quite frankly, like a lot of women, she finds it kind of boring. Um, doesn't know all the rules. So she knows a yellow card and a red card. Obviously, she knows a red card's really bad and a player's ejected. She didn't understand the concept of, um, not the concept, but how the rules went as far as... Uh, could I sub another player in? And I said, no, they have, they're down to 10 men. Uh, they're down a, a person after this. And she found that very interesting. And uh, she's like, I could tell that's why you're so devastated right now. Um, yeah, it was a gut punch. And it was a, I took it as like, this is over. The double, it's done and dusted. There's no way. Bach are going to pressure us like crazy. We haven't seen this Almeida team all season long deal with something like this. Not to say that I had lost all hope and faith, but it was looking grim, especially that early in the match. You know, as football fans, we know you lose a player later on. You lose a player, you know, in the 38th or even later, 65th, 70th, 80th minute. It's a totally different ball game, but to start off with at the sixth minute of the game to be playing down to 10 men uh, against a club that has quality um, and would kind of give them what you would think would be the emotional and psychological advantage at that point, especially when starting out the match, you kind of had that psychological advantage because you had played them so well in the entire match, uh, you know, I was kind of bummed. I was bummed because I had gotten so excited thinking about this whole history of the double and how we haven't done it in so long and how awesome it would be to see this team do the double. Um, also, you were thinking, okay, Bauk have quality. Bauk are smelling blood in the water now. It's over. I was thinking to myself, it's over. If I was to put bets, I would say that Bauk's going to win. Kutsastrava. You know, uh, I don't know how to translate that into English, but uh, somehow, some way, somehow, Bach would find a way to, to win this match. Um, and in the first few minutes after the red card, it kind of looked that way. But lo and behold, what happens? <laughs> I get a goal off a set piece, beautiful free kick taken by Eliasson and put away by Mukudi of all people who looked to be pretty good with his feet. I mean, even the announcer got confused and thought it was Levy Garcia. Um, of course, let's, let me backtrack a little bit. Levy Garcia did have a golden opportunity that could have changed the match around. 
by putting one of the first chances of the match in into the uh, in the match. A beautiful cross comes in again. Uh, I think this time it was by Hadzi Safi. And Levy Garcia just can't... Got on the end of it, but... Um, the goalkeeper did good, stood his ground, and was... Uh, the ball was pretty much kicked right in front of the goalkeeper. I uh, couldn't believe it. I thought that was definitely going to go in when I saw uh, Levy Garcia make contact. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about with the Rota red card was... I thought to myself, this match, like, it was very interesting to see how it was going to unfold. How would both managers react? How would this team react? Uh, Another thought of mine was that this game now just has a cup final just got freaking destroyed. Because obviously, Ike are not going to be able to do the things they've been doing all season with that high press and really try to asphyxiate uh, Pauk. Um, they were going to have to play a different style of football, whereas if things had stayed the way they were, we could have seen a much more open game, you know, even if Douglas Augusto was able to outrun Rota, and that was my issue with the, with the foul anyway, dude, he's 34 years old, there were still lots of, of, of ground to cover, you could have, I believe Rota could have made up to him, made it up, uh, made it to him. Caught up to him. I don't understand why you foul there. Um, it, it was not good uh, good pitch awareness by Rota at all. Um, just a, a silly foul. And I'm thinking we're going to see a completely different game. And as an Ike fan, what we saw was from the time, fast forwarding to the Mukudi goal, from the time we scored, I was like, we got the number one thing we need. We got the lead. We got the goal. But now you're talking about sitting back and trying to absorb pressure for a good 60 minutes left in this game um, until it's over, at least 60 minutes at that point. Um, Wow, just after that, just holding your breath. Again, I I have, my thought process was we're playing pretty well, but pressed to try to get that equalizer, try to get that equalizer, try to get that equalizer. Anybody who's ever watched football, at a certain amount of time, know that when you're down, not to state the obvious, but you want to you want to answer back fairly quickly to get your confidence up, just to see the ball go back in the net. And that was my fear. If Balk had gotten a goal before halftime, and this was my thought process. If Balk were able to equalize before halftime, uh, big opportunity that that uh, or chances are. Falk are going to win the match. If I can hold it to 1-0 and hold the lead till halftime and kind of regroup, you can go to the drawing board at halftime and come back with a, with a, with a different game plan. Uh, you know, Almeida can get his guys together and you can kind of talk about it. Uh, and also, as time went on, the pressure got the Balk. And you saw that in the second half. And Almeida did make adjustments. You know, he brought Pineda to play right back as he did in the Panathinaikos match. Another match where Porota, the, he had that head injury. Um, which, I, you know, to take a minute here, I think Almeida outclassed and outcoached Luchescu 
on Sunday. I mean, on, uh, <laughs> I said Sunday, uh, during this cup final. First off, it was unbelievable to me to see that the team was ready for this. This means that they went through this in practice somehow, or they practiced for this scenario. To take it kind of away from from Greek football for a second, or, or football meaning soccer, and I'll bring it to American football. We see this a lot in American football here in the States, where teams prepare for worst case scenarios, or in basketball where teams will practice. I remember being on a basketball team where we practiced the last second play, last second shot to be able to get a shot off if we needed to win a game at the last minute, where everybody's was going to be, where are you going to set a pick? Uh, who are we going to get try to get open? How are we going to get one of our best shooters open? Or in football, how to, or in American football, how to ex- ex- execute a great onside kick to where you get the ball back. Um, hats off. That's all I can say. Hats off to Almeida because I don't know if that happens, if that's something that, I didn't play soccer. I played soccer at a very, or football at a very, like, amateur, amateur level, right? At, you know, playground slash a little bit of organized football. Um, I don't remember practicing for things like this. Maybe as you went up, as you leveled up, let's say, as you got further and further up, maybe you practiced this. But I don't ever remember anybody talking about practicing this. This shows how dedicated the coaching staff is, that they prepared for this. They prepared because you have to be prepared. Really thinking about it, you have to be prepared for worst case scenario in a match like this, in a cup match where there's going to be tempers are going to be flaring, emotions are going to be flaring. Uh, Something like this could easily happen. And kudos to this amazing coaching staff, amazing management skills, to have the players prepared for this. Now, it also helps that Ike had a lot of experienced players here, a lot of players that helped out so much, um, so much in this match. Vida, Stankovic was brilliant. When he had to make a couple great saves, he did. Of course, in a match like this, you have to have some luck. We did have some luck. Uh, a few good opportunities that Palk had, either they flew out or one good, uh, was it by Sastra or Brandon? that um, hit the post where I was like, wow, I thought that was going in. From the angle, it looked like it was going straight in the back corner of Stankovic. I was like, he's not going to be able to stop that. As soon as I saw the player take the shot, I was like, oh, he buy off the mess out of Custillo. Sorry about the language. Um, But it hit the post. This was in the first half. And second half, I mean, honestly, except for a few opportunities, Pauk really didn't show like they didn't have anything. And that's what Luchescu said. He said they weren't prepared for this. They were not, they were prepared for a different type of, of, of game. And it shows that this is where smart management comes in, is where you need to be prepared for all scenarios on the football pitch. You need to be prepared for if this happens, okay, how do we react? How are we going to uh, completely take us away from our game and come up with a new game plan right away. And I honestly expected more from Pauk in halftime. I I, I said to myself, if I can withstand withstand pressure till halftime, come up with a game plan for the second half, I thought to myself, maybe it might work. Uh, Beginning of the second half, seeing how far back we're playing, how we were holding our lines, 
I thought to myself, we're not going to be able to withstand pressure for an entire half like this. Eventually, Pauk are going to find a way through. Um, Pauk, of course, tiki 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 passing the ball. They did have, like I said, some great opportunities. But Ike were able to withstand the pressure, which was it was phenomenal. These players did whatever they had to do. They they wanted it more. Um, you know, to even be able to quiet down Lutescu, who had nothing to say after the match. Like, there was no excuse whatsoever he could come up with, short of... And I and I thought I was going to hear this come from his mouth, because we know we've heard worse of, over the past years with him, that I got the red card on purpose, because it really did... Uh, it just completely changed the game around. You know, like I was saying a second ago, and I didn't finish my statement, Balk came out, and Luchescu talked about this after the match, with a different game plan. A game plan where he's going to try to hit Ike with a long ball, get behind the defense because Ike plays their line so high up. As you saw on the one occasion with, um, uh, when was it, was it, was it, oh no, was it Douglas or Tyson? Maybe it was Tyson that got away from Rota. I think it was Tyson. Um, that one where the ball kind of got behind the defense. That was Pauk's game plan. They took that away and they actually... Ike turned one of the biggest weaknesses Pauk have had all season. And a lot of people talked about this after the match, but I remember even seeing it during the season with Pauk and in in a lot of matches. When they played teams with closed defense, teams that held their lines together, they didn't have an answer. Oliveira has been injured most of the season. The ex-Ike player, uh, Thomas, has not been that great. Brandon Thomas... He's had moments where he's shown brilliance or very speedy player. But, you know, I mean, your center forward in this match, I hardly heard his name called after Ike went down to 10 men. I mean, that was crazy. That was phenomenal. Almeida also did something that he did similarly to the match against Panathinaikos where he was, uh, I forget which player they were trying to shut down in that match. But... He shut down he shut down Tyson. He made Eliasson come back on that right side of Ike's defense and kind of shadowing Tyson. Tyson was not the most dangerous player on the field for Balk, could not get through to get to the ball. Um I think as time went on, Balk players got very frustrated. You could see it, you could see it in their body language. When they couldn't find uh through, when they were missing stuff that kind of is unmissable. And like I said, you need that kind of luck when when you have the bad luck that I could hit to go down a man after five minutes. If you're going to win a cup final against a quality opponent, you're going to need a little bit of luck. You're going to need Douglas Augusto's shot to go out. You're going to need, um, was his, I forget if it was Sasha or Zipkovic that hit the the post. You're going to need uh, Verinha with his old legs on that last uh really where I had to really gasp because I knew he has strong legs and he has quality in his feet that he's made uh, some pretty crazy uh, shots outside of the box before. Uh, you're going to need it to go over the post, even though Stankovic had it uh, well covered when that shot went over the crossbar towards the end of the match that Vidinha had. And part of me was like, given the recent history, this was another reason why I wanted Ike to, to win this match because of again against the opponent that it was against. If it wasn't for Ike not doing the double for so long, and if it wasn't for 
it being against Bauk, if it was against Panathinaikos or Libyakos, it would still hurt if we would have lost this match. But at the same time, it was against Panathinaikos or Libyakos. Uh, not to say that it's easy to lose against those guys, but you know what I mean. As a Nike fan, Bauk has been a thorn in our sides for years now. It's become a very bitter rivalry between both of these clubs, both of these teams, with this manager and these players. And I was like, we're going to see something stupid again, like freaking Bithisbar taking a shot and he's going to make some crazy goal happen. Or, you know, and it, just like last year, it's not just the cup finals. It's also the past two seasons. This is the club that knocked us out of the cup. You know, the league for us, the past few seasons, let's let's be honest with each other. By the latest Christmas, we were out of the league contention. We were 10 points back from Olympiacos or way back in the past few seasons of contending for the league before this year. So all we had left was the cup. And specifically, I remember last year, I don't remember the year before that much, but last year we outplayed Balk in both of those matches. We outplayed them for freaking uh, 170 minutes or whatever it was. And we had a 1-0 lead. And then the last freaking 10 minutes, Kurtic scored the goal of his career that he could probably not never score again in his life to put it away for Pauk to get that 1-1 tie, which was in a way, um, which on away goals, Pauk went through. I know they scored another goal after that. Brendan Thomas got another goal, goal got the little, you know, or cherry on top, as we say in English. Um, but that was devastating to see. And I thought something like that's going to happen again. That's what I was thinking to myself. And, I, and, and I'm sure plenty of you Ike fans out there were of the same mind. That's what you were thinking. Like, this is what's going to happen. There's no way we're going to withstand all this pressure. I didn't understand quite why... Uh, we weren't trying to at least hit on the counter. Like, I get it when you're playing down a man, you need to hold your lines pretty tight. But I guess because they wanted to play it as smart as they could, and maybe that was the, the game plan that was talked about in the locker room by Almeida. Hey, if you have an opportunity, take it. If you have a breakaway uh, opportunity to counter, do it, but don't devote very many numbers up front to put the team in danger for then kind of Balk to come back and re-counter and find our defense wide open. Um, because truth be told, I mean, look, I know the scoreline ended up being 2-0, but let's be honest, if Balk got a goal, it would have been very, very hard for Ike to withstand lots more pressure or to be able to take it all the way to PKs, let's say, um, would have been a completely different match if 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 Pauk were able to score. But thank goodness for Ike, they were not able to do so. Uh, they just kept getting more and more frustrated. Wow, just a gutsy performance, just a team performance. Ike wanted it more. There's nothing. There's nothing more you can really say. Ike wanted it more. Like I said, Stankovic played awesome. Uh, did what he needed to do. The defense needed to do what he... The defense did what they needed to do. Of course, our hearts were pounding out of our chest. Uh, you know, beers were flying at my house, trying to calm the nerves a little bit until that final whistle. And then the great release. When you saw Zuber take off and you're like, okay, what can you do now? Just 
let him go to the flag or let him take a shot, let him take a shot outside of the box just to see if he can hit the target or whatever. But he he brings both defenders, both box center backs on him and then passes a lovely ball to Paul Paul Fernandez. And Fernandez in front of Igerson, who's one of the best defenders in Greek football, the Palka captain and center back, and one of the best was ranked one of the best defenders in the world just a few years ago, uh, got juked. I mean, Paul Fernandez just hit the the freaking juke button on the on the remote control and just freaking you know FIFA'd out of the way of uh, Ingerson. And just put it in a very small spot right underneath the legs of the keeper uh, for the 2-0. And it was pandemonium. I mean, my whole house shook at this point. My wife and my kid are looking at me like, My wife's like, dude, the pictures are getting ready to fall off the walls. That's how much I was jumping up and down. And I know most Ike fans around the world were feeling that. When that goal, when that ball hit the back of the net, all I waited for was to see if an offside flag or, you know, VAR or some stupid crap like that was going to happen. And then it was just on. I just knew we were Dabluhi. The release of that, that was probably not just because of what happened or the, the moment that it happened and what it brought to the club. One of the sweetest goals I've ever seen in Ike history, in my history as a fan. I mean, look, all due respect to Igerson, <laughs> even though he's a power player, like I said, he's a great defender. He was probably tired. I mean, these these all player, all the players on the pitch were probably ridiculously tired at this point. Um But oh, it was it was it was so sweet, man. I know everyone feels that. Um it's it's amazing just how well this team stuck together. Uh, this coach, this management, I mean, I cannot, I still am in awe. I still am in awe, and I think it's its going to take a while for this to sink in. Like, watching highlights, watching videos, seeing us lift the the Greek Cup with the shirts that said double winners on them, like, it, it's still so surreal to me because it's, it's, it's something you, as a football fan, you always hope your team does, uh, you know, as a Nike fan, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. We haven't had very many opportunities in recent years to to kind of have this happen. Just, it, 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 it was an ending to, I mean, you could literally write a beautiful storybook out of this. A great sports book. I mean, you don't even have to take it all the way back to when the team got relegated, which would be even crazier. But if you take it from 1718, that euphoric... Finally breaking that 24-year drought of winning a championship. The way that we won that championship. The controversy of what happened in the Pout game. And how that team slowly, season by season, unraveled. And then no matter what we did, no matter what the Ike management did, we couldn't bring any more joy back to the club. Even even moments where there was a little bit of joy making cup finals, we lost, what, four in a row altogether? Uh, we lost three to Pauk and one to Olympiacos, which is very, very hard. Um, you know, even when we made Europe, when we made Europe with uh, Carrera, um, whatever year that was, when we made the group stage of the Europa League, to just 
getting embarrassed by that uh who was that team in Ukraine Zoria or whatever it, 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 just, it, it kept getting worse and worse and then okay Milojevic um I think that was his name Milojevic that came over that uh coached that great Red Star team that was in the the um the Champions League group stage you know, he came over. You were like, okay, this is a great manager. We've seen stuff that he's done in the Greek League. We just saw what he did with Red Star, Belgrade, taking them to the group stage of the Champions League, beating good teams in the Champions League. This is going to be a, a good rebuild for Ike. Those first couple of games, they were great. Except for the fact we were bounced out of Europe by Velez of Monstar, this team from Bosnia that, you know, had... Didn't even have half the budget that Ike does. Was a huge disappointment, huge upset. Especially for me personally. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like, I had just started working a new, jo- new job and having more time off um, at times when I can watch football. Uh, and was looking forward to seeing Ike play in Europe. Being able to sit down and actually watch them play in Europe. I was so excited. And then we bow out before we can even make the conference league group stage uh very disappointing and then you were like okay this team's gaining momentum they won a couple games in the beginning of the season and then the 3-3 game with uh with Offie happens and then the freaking last year missing out on Europe uh getting embarrassed in that last game by Addis uh turmoil you didn't know what was going to happen could could this guy named Martes Almeida, I remember Greek fans laughing at us, laughing at the fact Martes Almeida was bringing uh, all these co- his own coaching staff in. People were making jokes like, Nana, tu stais and this and that, and Ike is a joke, and this and that. How big of a joke are we now, guys? How big of a joke is this now? And it was funny because back then, no one happened to mention, especially most of these guys making comments about this, Warly Bacos fans, who Martins did the same thing. That's what coaches do. They bring in people from their own staff. They'll keep some some people from old staffs to kind of have uh, good relations with the club. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna kick the doctor out of this out of the staff. I mean, unless you think there's some type of medical issue. But anyway, but you guys know what I'm saying. To have that, and then. For this team to completely do not a three sixty, I don't even know. To do a uh, to bring the Greek footballing world upside down and to have the improvement that they did, as I said in one of my uh, tweets and one of my posts on Facebook, it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable to see how this team has come together. Players that we wanted to chase away last year. Uh, Players that we never wanted to see again in a Nike uniform. See them perform and give us games where we thought um, were important. Zuber, Zuber. There were some Nike fans, they called him a tourist. They're like, this guy's a tourist. He's not here to play football. Uh, Levy Garcia. I even said it, in the, and I apologize. Early on in the season, I said, the dravai to pedi. The dravai. Uh, all I thought that he had in his arsenal was was uh, speed, sprint. Um. And then to watch them just come together as a team and to do this to win a domestic league and cup double, which is no easy feat. This has been a great season. If you're a football fan, if you're an Ike fan, just take a moment, take a breath and enjoy what we just experienced this whole season. 
because there are not going to be very many seasons that we're going to be able to experience like this. Now, let me explain that. Not to say that going forward, I don't think Matej Almeida can go for the double again next year. I think we can. Um, it's going to be very difficult because everyone's going to improve. But <laughs> what I mean is how often can a football fan say, I went through an insane title race where the last three weeks of the season playing, you know, twice a week or three times in, in, in one week, one game, I thought I would be champions. The next game, no. One game, uh, again, you're you're hoping an upset's going to happen. An upset did happen, and you were able to take control of your title hopes. And to go through that insanity that was the, especially the playoffs, um, this season in the Greek Super League, that I'm not a fan of the playoffs, but we'll talk about that in another time. And then to have it all come together and have this heart-throbbing, nail-biting, just insane cup final. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was thinking in my mind, maybe this could be like a cup final. It's going to be like 4-2 or 3-2. A lot of drama, a lot of goals, a lot of S-talk, a lot of, you know, chirping between uh, the the benches. Um, But no, it wasn't like that at all. It was this thrilling nail-biter where... You're literally David versus Goliath, and you think that Bauker just being one man up are just going to smash you to bits to come back from the from the jaws of defeat and to take victory and to say, okay, no, you're not taking this from us. We're going to win the double. We're going to win the cup. We're going to be the ones with the goals. You're going to be the ones with the opportunities. We're going to be the ones with the goals. Um, to take it back to that, because I just thought of something. That's another thing that I thought of. You know, we've talked about all year how Ike's Achilles heel is they never took advantage of their chances sometimes. There'd be games where we'd be on on Falk Spectrum with better opportunities and the the ball does not want to hit the back of the net. Thank goodness we took advantage of our opportunities in this match because it was a a match where we couldn't afford not to take our opportunities. Um, Two more things I wanted to mention before I move on to talking about other stuff. Uh, It was phenomenal to see the team go take pictures and take the cup. And I think actually uh, Steven Zuber, I could be mistaken about this, that he actually gave his medal to the little disabled, the Pauk boy, Uh, the smile on that kid's face, even though it was a rival team and the happiness that that brought him Man, that especially as as a dad and as a parent, as a human being, that's what football is about. That's what uh, athleticism is about. That's what the spirit of being Greek, of being from the birthplace of the Olympics, where people put down wars to watch the Olympic Games. Can you guys hear that out there? They put down wars. They stopped wars, ceasefires, to play the Olympic Games. And where we, as a country, as a culture, as a people, cannot get together and watch a football match, a cup final. Now you're going to tell me, Teddy, it's not up to me. It's up, it's the government's fault. No, it's, it's us as a culture. It's the culture. It's the government, the freaking police in Greece that said they couldn't handle more than, I said, let me not get into that. All right. But that, 
moment there. And another moment that was even more touching that I heard Costa Ketsuzoglu talk about this morning because I didn't notice it while it was happening during the match yesterday. When the Balk players were going up to take to get their medals, there was a lot of Ike fans, you know, chanting, not anti-Palk chants, but they were chanting uh, for Ike, where the, the Ike players went and told them to be quiet while the Palk players were get, were being awarded their, their second place medals. Very class. Like, that's class. That's class, man, because of all the crap this team has talked about, us, of all the crap these um, this manager, Lucescu, has talked about Ike, of all that, and plus on top of it, all these players that, listen, mad respect, mad respect for Bithisbad, for El Caduri, for Beirinha, respect as a player. I'm not talking about things that they've said in the past or things that they've talked about 1718 and that whole, uh, you know, that championship, whatever happened there. Mad respect to them as a player for what I'm about to say next. But God, am I happy to never see them step foot on a pitch again, as much as they've honestly punished Ike at times over the past few years. Uh, Glad to see see them finally be out of here. A few words on Pauk, Costa Delias. Hold on, let me backtrack. So it was a very, very touching thing because as athletes, you understand what it's like for most of these players to lose a final like this and to have your season come to an end like this. Mad respect to our players that made the fans do that, that made the fans hush up so the Pauk players could go have their moment and receive their... uh, second place medals um so that was very very uh big ups for both things that this team did um Costa Delias what a talent I mean he didn't do anything too spectacular during this cup final but just his movement inside and outside the box the passes that he made the one big thing about football that a lot of footballers don't have they don't have what we call in Greek the guinisi. They don't have the run, the run in behind to know where to go so a player can pass the ball to get you open. You saw beautiful passes by this kid. This kid is the real deal. This kid is a talent. He, he impressed me more in this match, watching him play and his movement on the pitch and the way he also was consoling uh, Lazaro Zorota as he was leaving the pitch after getting the red card. Mad respect to him. We're going to see this kid do great things. Respect from an Ike fan, from a diehard Ike fan, for that matter. Um, Gosh, it's just, I don't know what else to say, man. You know, just an insane season. Just, uh, and you you, you truly feel with Almeida that it's not over. It's it's not over. Um, But what a final. What a, just, uh. An amazing ending to an amazing season if you're an Ike fan. Not really much more to say. I'm trying to look at my notes. Give me a second, guys, as I gather my thoughts here. Not really much else to say, man. Like, this team that Almeida has put together in such a short amount of time. Wow. I mean... Hopefully we can contend for the double next year. I think it'll happen. Hopefully we can do good stuff in Europe. There's been a lot of transfer rumors, which I'll be back. Um, I think I'm going to do 
one final episode to wrap up the season next week, just to kind of go over just a few things, kind of go over some players, uh, MVPs of the season and whatnot. Going to try to work on some things over the summer to help improve the podcast. Maybe try to see if I can find a co-host to help out a little bit. Uh, to kind of, you know, get some fan banter going on, even if it's somebody from a different club. I know it's called the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast, so I'm going to try to find an Ike fan. Um, but very fun stuff, and the best part was watching Luchescu at that press conference praise Ike. I mean, when you make a believer out of Luchescu, you know you're good. When Luchescu says flat out that we basically deserve the double this year, that we were the best team out there, and we deserved everything. Of course, he had to throw the fact in that everything that he said about, he meant about the 17-18 team, but that this team deserved it. I mean, not respect to him, but you, when you gain the respect of one of your haters, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty impressive as a club. I might have forgotten some things, guys, but I hope you enjoy your weekend. Nastic alapedia. Meto double, que sea notera. Um, talk about Europe next time. Talk about some of the the transfer rumors that are going on in Greece with, with David Luiz. I heard um, Iturbe's name from Aris come up. We'll save that for next time. The, you know, the drama that's going to go on this offseason with uh, see what happens with Pineda. It just looks up and up and up. And it's such a great time to be an Ike fan. Forza, Ike, Arapedia. Άντε, τα μπλούχη και θα τα ξαναπούμε.